You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In their new documentary, American Swing, our guests today, co-directors John Hart and Matthew Kaufman, follow the rise and fall of 1970s New York City notorious sex club, Plato's Retreat. American Swing opens this Friday, April 3rd in Los Angeles at Lenly Sunset 5. John Hart, welcome to film school. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot for I'm, being here. I'm, I'm here too, guys. Oh, Matthew's here. There's Hi, Matthew. Matthew wow, out of the blue. How you, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Well, very good. Now, now John, uh, you you were, I think, the first to make contact with the owner, uh, Larry. And how did that go? What, what was? How did you first happen to run into him? Um, I was doing the journalism grind, um, and I was assigned a piece on cab drivers. Um, I basically got a, a lead that Larry Levinson, the owner of Plato's Retreat, was driving a cab, and I tracked him down. And uh, he opened up uh, this secret world to me. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, it just, it basically overwhelmed me. Um, and it, the story has always stayed with me. Um, and fortunately... Uh-oh. I don't know. I'm now I'm popular. All of a sudden, we got a documentary hitting the Sunset Five. Now wants to call. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I have to hook up with Matthew, and uh, you know we collaborated and uh, really beat the bushes to make this thing happen. Uh, now, um, now, what was it like? And you know, he was at the very almost the bottom of his career, Larry Levinson, when he was driving the cab. I, was he was he as, was very depressed at that time, or how was he taking that from from the heights of running one of the you know the most popular clubs in in the country to driving a cab in the city where that club existed? Well, Plato's you know was was yes, it was extremely popular. It was an international destination. Um, you know, people came from all over the world, so it definitely was a, a, a tremendous letdown and. Um, it took it took some time for him to adjust. At, at heart, though, Larry was an optimist. Uh, he had a naivete. He he loved just the simple things in life. And uh, he, as far as driving the cab, he did enjoy driving the cab. I mean, he enjoyed driving. He enjoyed exploring the city. He enjoyed playing the host. And uh, and um, you know, he enjoyed life. Oh, that's um, good. So, but it was it was definitely an adjustment and. Uh, you know, I mean, there were some down moments, but, you know, at heart, he was an optimist. I think it's safe to say that Larry enjoyed people, and he enjoyed uh, showing people. I imagine showing people around New York for him was uh, was a bit of a thrill as well. Yeah. Now, now Matthew, uh, how was it, as soon as you saw the material that John had, did you, did you realize that it was a, a good project to put on film? Were you, or was there some other... Uh, the discoveries involved that led you into to making it into a documentary. 
Well, you know, I, I have to tell you, this has been a very interesting project to work on, to, to say the least. Um, I've always been, enjoyed working on sort of interesting uh, counterculture documentaries, people. Um, and when I was looking for another project, I'd just gotten off another one, looking for another project to get involved in. And uh, I met John through a, a, a very close friend of mine. And I'd always read about Plato's Retreat. Um, I had always heard about Plato's Retreat. And, you know, John and I are too young to have gone. But... I'd always been a voyeur in that respect, and so when I met John, and he and I had actually read John's articles. I had not met him, but I had read his articles prior. Um, you know, he showed up to my office with a bunch of stuff. We'd been talking on the phone. He came up with a bunch of material, and this story really—it screamed to be told. Uh, no one has told this story, um, this specific New York story about Plato's Retreat in a long-form documentary. And, and as you can see from the film, and if you come see the film, um, there's more to it than just this body uh, swingers club with this larger-than-life owner. There's a real story behind it. And I was grabbed by the story of Larry. He's a fabulous protagonist. Um, and, you know, I think the story just begged to be told. And then John and I were off to the races. So yeah. I, I really, it was, a, it was an exciting moment to sort of move forward on, on a, such an interesting project. Well, he was a, a controversial figure at the time once the, the club was breaking and making news. Uh, I, you, he's been, uh, well, you have the, the footage from uh, Mike Douglas, I think it is. Um, you know, and, uh, no, well, we have yeah. footage from David Susskind. We have footage from Stanley Siegel show. Yeah. Um, Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue, that's what I'm and thinking Phil Donahue, of. Phil yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my, <laughs> my 70s hosts crosswired here. But, <laughs> but, but yes, uh, now, and, and they seemed uh, at the time, too, uh, uh, most of them took the the stance of being offended by what uh, Larry Levinson was was uh, up and about. Uh, is that pretty much the way he was uh, approached during that whole period of time? Was as well, well, you could you 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 can't imagine Donahue being not being the contrarian. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't see Donahue embracing this and saying, you know, everyone should do this. <laughs> no, I just think that it makes for good TV yeah. to have that alternative viewpoint in any talk show scenario. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. They they were pretty much playing their roles out there, and, and yeah, exactly. Did, did exactly. Larry yeah. like like playing the uh, that role that he was into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Larry, Larry relished the the role. Uh, he loved stirring the pot. He loved the controversy. He loved the theater, um, and the publicity helped the club. It helped turn it into that international destination. Yeah, and it needed it because. It actually, at its second location, it was an enormous venue, and you needed a lot of people to fill it. Now, there's some uh, uh, incredible footage that you have, too. Uh, there's, you know, of course, like I, I said, there's the TV appearances by, by Larry that we just talked about, but there's also some, some intimate footage that was taken at the club itself. How did you happen to get a hold of that? Well, um... John and I worked really hard um, trying to track down footage, so much so that we had, we actually hired researchers as well because it was such an overwhelming task because if we didn't have the footage, we wouldn't have a special documentary. Otherwise, it would be a documentary about talking heads, and no one wants to sit through an hour and a half of that. Um, Espe and so, especially when you're talking about sex. 
Exactly. We want to see the footage. So so we really we really tracked down every morsel of footage that we could lay our hands on. Our researchers really helped out with that. And we also uh, came across, you know, the the Midnight Blue Archive um, from Bill Lustig's archive in L.A. And um, the funny story about that was our associate producer, Jack Siegel, was in L.A. on the ground going through hundreds of three-quarter tapes. All were very dusty. In fact, the, the, the old three-quarter machine deck would have to be cleaned after each tape went through. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was really, really, really a labor of love on his behalf for us um, to get that footage. And, and that's really sort of part of the larger piece that makes this film successful is that rich archival imagery that we, yeah. we try to portray. Well, now, Matthew Kaufman, you're talking about what particular film was on those three-quarter, the, the actual... The, oh, sorry, Midnight Blue, which was uh, a cable show on Manhattan, uh, public access. Um, and Al Goldstein was the host, and he was, you know, the colorful New York character showing um, colorful New York spots, and Plato's was one of them. Yeah. And and he shot a lot of footage in the club uh, at Plato's retreat and was actually friends with Larry. So... You know, it was an extension uh, of of that. Uh, John Hart, um, we're speaking with John Hart and, and Matthew Kaufman, the, the, the co-directors of the film American Swing. It's opening at the Lemley Five Sunset Theaters uh, this coming Friday. Uh, you want to check that out. Now, uh, now, John Hart, how is it that, what it, how did Larry come up with this idea? Was he, was he into a swinger or what, what was it that, what was the spark that said, you know what, I'm going to open a club and have people come in and have sex? What, what was okay, it? Okay, well, well, let's just backtrack for a moment. When Larry started out, he, he you know, he, he's from, his roots are conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents were monogamous. He grew up in a, con- uh, he, he, he was following the, uh, the blueprint set by his parents. He did get married at a very young age. He got divorced. He he married again. He got divorced again. Um, at the time, he was he was just by chance he was introduced to this alternative lifestyle. Um, once he was introduced to it, it became all consuming. He started running underground parties, and uh, it exploded from there. You know, he found his calling. Okay. Yeah, and at the time he started the club, the way I understand it, he was—he uh, owed money. He wasn't a wealthy man at all. He just came up no. with a good idea at the right time, and, and people put up the capital. He was uh, selling soda on the beach at, at Coney Island. Um, you know, uh, one of his silent partners uh, has said he didn't have a pot to, a pot to piss in. <laughs> So, so no, he was not rolling in the dough, um, to say the least. So, so I think I think you said it perfectly by saying it was the right thing at the right time. Yeah. I think Larry really hit on something. I think people were looking for something different, and Larry provided that something different. What, what Larry added to it there, in New York at the time, there were these underground, um, you know, swing parties. But Larry added a certain uh, flair to it. He added water. He added a buffet. Um, to water by the pool. <laughs> well, there wasn't not I'm a, they, before he actually got the pool. He had like a little rubber jacuzzi or something. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't go straight to the Olympic size swimming pool. He started yeah. small. But um, you know, it, Larry's the. 
I guess the the gimmick that Larry had is why do why do we have to meet at one place and then go go home and go to a, an alternate location? Let's all do the whole shebang in one one spot. Yeah. So uh, and it you know the formula hit and uh, it worked and. Um, and well, here we are. Well, there was a lot of things going on in New York. I want to talk about New York City itself and kind of the, the what was going on there. There was a, a, an awful lot of uh, financial issues going on. There was uh, the son of Sam was not too uh, not too distant uh, uh, memory at that point. A lot of turmoil. Uh, and we also had uh, Studio 54. We had uh, CBGBs. There was an awful lot of sort of activity uh, good and bad going on in New York City at the time that this happened. Do you think that Plato's was kind of a kind of a release in some ways for for people who were there, uh, sort of getting away from what was going on around them? I think a uh, release is a very appropriate way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going for. It. <laughs> well, and um, and a lot of people released themselves there. Yeah, I, I I I think I think. As I said before, New York City was a place where everyone came to reinvent themselves, mm-hmm. and 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 it was this sort of dirty city where anything could happen. Mm-hmm. And when Plato's came on the scene, it gave people like that, and also horny people, a, you know, a place to experiment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, and I and I think it, it it did well. It did well, certainly in the beginning. It sounded like they they had good rules. They they yeah. had it wasn't a place where where people just simply went on and and uh, could take advantage of each other. It seemed like they 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 had a, a good deal of respect for people who who wanted to do nothing but watch or or do whatever they wanted to do. And uh, it was it was one of those uh, it's your thing places. One of the finest things about your film, I think, are the interviews. I've got to say, you know, I enjoy the the footage and all, but it's it's wonderful seeing people who would live through that uh, now in front of the camera, and 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 you've got quite a list of people too. I'm sure you could have gotten Henry Kissinger somewhere if uh, <laughs> if he'd had the guts to come on. But but there's Helen Gurley Brown. I really enjoyed uh, Professor Irwin Corey uh, and and Buck Henry. There's you just have a, a lot of. Extremely interesting people. Did you have a good time? Would, it, would anybody feel uh, apprehensive about you what you were doing, or was that an easy task doing those interviews? Uh, I mean, everyone was at, basically everyone was apprehensive, with a few exceptions. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and it took you know we basically every we just had to cobble cobble it together yeah. and uh, you know get through it. Um, it, it's being interviewed on any subject is not the easiest uh, task. Yeah. And uh, again, this is a secret world. People are vulnerable. Some uh, they might. Well, Helen Gurley Brown, it might be the exception, but talking about this kind of stuff might be uh, embarrassing to some. So they people had to trust us and um, allow us into their lives and. Uh, you know, eventually we did it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've got to point out a couple of the uh, the people that you interviewed, and I don't have the their names in front of the the, the uh, managers, the couple. Uh, yeah, Annie, Charlie and Annie Grippo. Yeah. They need their own TV show. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they were incredible. They had they had a, a great rapport with each other. <laughs> I, I well, after after being married for so long, I think <laughs> that that's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. They and, and they seem everybody. Oh, you know, I've I've got to ask you this question too. Uh, in, in some of the uh, uh, material we got, you, you were 
you did one interview, and apparently uh, someone uh, there uh, smoked a cigar in an, in an unusual way at the interview. Uh, who's? I just got to know which uh, which couple was that. Well, it wasn't a couple. It was actually Captain John. And that ah. was, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I got to tell you, in interviewing these people, we came across all types. All types of people, and that was just a very interesting. Uh, basically, after one of our interviews, uh, he had his mistress do a uh, a strip tease for us, uh-huh. and needless to say, John and I were. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, now, <laughs> now, 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 did the well, she, she wanted to do it? She insisted on doing it. Yes, we were, yes. We were ba- we actually. I didn't. I, I had to go home at the time, but um, the interview was contingent. On, uh, <laughs> on us witnessing the strip tease. <laughs> now, now, did you so find? Did, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, please. Those people were what? Uh, nothing. Nothing. There's. N- I just something. Uh, <laughs> no. Now, did you find bad about the strip tease? But there's nothing more to add. Okay. Now, did you find that of all these uh, scores of people that you interviewed in this? Did you find that the ethos of Plato's Retreat has carried forward? Are they still? Is this something that they is of a lifestyle that they still embrace? Is it? Uh, did you find? Within... It's, it's, it seemed like the people that we interviewed were not swingers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what John was saying was, you know, to get these people to share their lives with us was really special. Mm-hmm. And, and we respected that. And we could, we, we could tell through their interviews that they were no longer swingers. So I guess that answers your question. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, I want to uh, clarify something. Just because you went to Plato's, um, does not mean that you were a swinger. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you, 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 each person went there for their own reasons. They might have, they might have just enjoyed the atmosphere, if anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, so, it doesn't necessarily mean that they participated, or, mm-hmm. or I mean, they participated by just, by just being there and and being uh, a voyeur. But it doesn't mean that they actively participated. So. Yeah. It, you know, Plato's Retreat was what it did is it opened up the world uh, to this un- alternative uh, lifestyle. It brought it out of the shadows. Right, right. Now, did, um, the, the, there's an arc to this story that that sort of uh, that has a kind of the the uh, puritanical kind of uh, patina to it. That uh, here's Larry Levinson starts this sex club. Uh, he profits from it. Now, I don't know how much he personally profited from it. It seems like the the finances were were, <laughs> were not exactly well organized, and who knows what uh, what sort of uh, intent may have been going on there. It's hard to La- determine. Larry wasn't really. Yeah. I mean, his his primary motive was not uh, financial. Right. Um, he was just having fun, yeah. giving money away. I mean, sure, he liked to have a few bucks, but the guy was wearing clothing from. You know Walmart. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. uh, he wasn't. He was driving. I, I don't think he. I don't think he got a new car or anything like that, or a new house. He was driving. You know, a Valiant. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, you know there were there were alleged organized crime figures involved. Money was getting shoveled shuttled upstairs to the boys, and. Uh, but he was in it for the fun of it. He was in it to oh, enjoy what he enjoyed. What, what he did. The time of his life, yeah. riding the wave. Yeah. You know, going. You know, he didn't want to sleep. He was having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, but at the same, but at the same time, I do think, and John and I have talked about this extensively, that at a certain point, he was having such a great time. But then it became a business, yeah. and it became commerce. And I think, to a certain degree, he needed the money to continue the lifestyle. 
So the lifestyle that he had gotten accustomed to. And then it became a grind. And yes, he was still the great host, but there were people and possibly himself pushing it to make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, 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 Larry got compromised right from the get-go. Right when he it starts becoming it 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 it, uh, it goes from the underground to being this public force, you know you're compromised, yeah. and gradually you become comp- you become increasingly more compromised. So, yeah. um, well, well, the film is is just it's a great window into uh, uh, that time that era, uh, New York City. Uh, and uh, it, it's a terrific documentary. You should be, well, before we to go, yeah. too, it is playing at Lenly Sunset 5 uh, beginning this Friday. Uh, and uh, uh, Matthew, you're going to be there? Am, am I correct in saying yeah, that? Yeah, jo- John and I will be there oh, both after, of you. The seven, the, after the 745 show this Friday at the Excellent. Sunset 5 to, to do a Q&A. Love, lo- we implore your viewers and your audience your viewers, your audience, your <laughs> listening audience, there's no viewers, to, to come down and experience the movie because it's, it's unthinkable to people these days to think about at any given time. Right now, there, there could be a couple hundred people having sex up at a famous hotel in the basement um, in Manhattan. It's just unthinkable. And you can come for the titillation of the movie and of the subject matter, but you'll get hooked by the story. Yeah, yeah. it is a terrific story. Well, I want to thank uh, both uh, both of the directors, uh, John Hart and Matthew Kaufman. The film is American Swing, and as you heard, it'll be at the Lemley Sunset 5 uh, starting this Friday. Thank you for being here on Film School. Thank, thank you guys very much. Thanks for having us. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, Visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.